Libraries are a treasure trove of stories waiting to be discovered. And our school librarians can help you find the perfect books for the readers in your home. So here at Connect Canyons, we've decided to have a monthly special where our district librarians highlight some of their favorite reads. When the weather is cold, there is nothing better than curling up with a good book. So today, we are talking warm winter reads with Canyons District's librarian specialist, Gretchen Seitza, and Brighton High School's teacher librarian, Katherine Bates. Warm winter reads. Gretchen, what do you have for us? So I'm very excited to share a picture book by Mark Barnett, illustrated by John Klassen, called Extra Yarn. It was a Caldecott Honor Award winner for 2013. So in the picture book, at the beginning of the story, we meet Annabelle. And Annabelle's world is pretty much black and white. It's illustrated in brown ink and its absence of color. But magically, Annabelle finds a box with colored yarn and knitting needles. And she begins to knit herself a sweater. But when she finishes her sweater, she still has extra yarn. So she knits her dog a sweater, but she still has extra yarn. And that is how the story goes. And each time Annabelle knits, she brings more and more color to her family, friends, and community. Um, John Clausen adds um, texture, warmth, and color every time that Annabelle knits for someone else. This book is full of magic and speaks to the generosity and powerful ability of children to make life better for the rest of us. What would be the age range for this book? Picture books are typically books read to um, children who cannot read by adults or older readers in their life. But I loved this picture book so much, I gave it as a gift to adults in my life who knit. So picture books are really for everybody. Oh, that's a great idea. I have a quick question about Caldecott winners. Is that, was, was that the right term? Yeah. Um, is that a good indicator for picture books? What, like, what is their... So every have? year, the American Library Association recognizes the best in picture books. Uh, so there's typically a winner for the year, as well as um, a number of honorees that are recognized for kind of the confluence of story and picture, and um, it recognizes the best of the best. What's your next suggestion? So my next suggestion is um, by local author Lahua Parker, um, One Boy No Water, which is the first book in the Nehui Shark Saga. So Lehua grew up in Hawaii and attended the Kamehameha schools, and even though she now lives in Utah, her books are filled with the warm images of modern life in the Hawaiian Islands. This book is written for middle grade readers and is award-winning um, in that it was recognized as a Hawaii State Children's Book honoree. Um, when you consider One Boy No Water, think of it as per Percy Jackson in Hawaii. Uh, Zader is bullied. Um, He's 13 years old, he's trying to get into private school, but his biggest problem is that he lives in Hawaii and he's allergic to water. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> How bad could it get? Um, like in Disney's Lilo and Stitch, Ohana, or family play a big part in Zader's story, as he realizes that he is, like the Hawaiian legends and mythical heroes he's heard all his life, much more special, dangerous, and powerful than he even imagined. Uh, this story is infused with Hawaiian and pidgin words and phrases, but they are easily discernible from the in context. But for us mainlanders, there's also a glossary in the back. That's awesome. I love learning little cultural nuggets like that through books. And such a great thing for kids to be able to see that, you know, I don't think you know at a young age about the pigeon language or different things about Hawaii. So, Right. And the idea that uh, modern Hawaii is um, much like what a young person's life would be like here, only special in its own way. So if you like mythology, monsters, and warm tropical locations, this book might be a good fit for you or a reader you know. I would love some warm tropical locations right now, so that would be a perfect winter read. Catherine, what do you have for us today? So the first book that I want to talk about is called The Holiday Switch by Tiff Marcello. And this book is about a girl named Lila who lives in the very Christmassy town, Holly. And Holly happens to be the place where a famous rom-com in that universe is filmed. And she works at the hotel that this rom-com um, takes place at. Um, and so every year around Christmas time, the town fills up with tourists. This Christmas, Lila's boss has her nephew come work for her as well and of course there is a little bit of a romance that develops um, I really love this book because it is adorable first of all it's uh, essentially a Hallmark movie in a book so if you're didn't get enough over Christmas you can have a little bit more in the new year who can ever get enough of those Hallmark movies <laughs> that's right um, but I really also love the family dynamics that are in this book she has her relationship with her parents is really um, deep and beautiful and complicated much like many people's relationships with their parents and i really like that aspect of it what grade would you recommend that for um i would say nine to twelve and the rest of us who read young adult <laughs> romances, yes. which is my my favorite, I'm going to admit. I, it's not a guilty pleasure because I'm reading, but <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure because I'm all about that romance. <laughs> Definitely. And then the second one um, I would like to talk about is called... <laughs> I'm going to write down the name of the book. The Impossible book. Climb. The Impossible Climb. Thank you. <laughs> so many books. So little time. <laughs> <laughs> and it is about Alex Honnold. Um, and if you're familiar with that name, he is the person who climbed El Capitan Free Solo, which is one of the hardest climbs to do as a free climb. Um, and no one had ever done it be before, I believe. So the... You might have seen the movie um, produced by National Geographic. Um, the person who wrote this, Mark Sinno, was the director of that movie. So, um, and it is all about, it's not only about his ascent of El Capitan, but also just like how he got to where he did. Um, and it starts out 
from his youth. It talks about him climbing a place near his hometown with a clothesline, <laughs> just him and his buddy. Um, it's just a really cool story, very inspiring. He had some really interesting ideas about um, living your life like to the very fullest, and that's part of the reason why he decided to do what he did, even though it was an immense risk. Um, so if you have a student who likes the outdoors or is a climber themselves, this is a great, great option for them. And another thing I love about this book is there's like a full adult nonfiction book that it is appropriate for high schoolers, but there's also an adapted reader's version that goes for a middle schooler up to a ninth grader probably. I loved the moment when my child finally found Harry Potter because that was the gateway drug of books for him and that got him into finding the books that he wants. How do you help um, students find the topics that they're going to want to read? So usually my go-to question is, have you ever read a book that you've liked? And if you have, what was it? And sometimes that is not, like, that's not an option. Like, they've literally never read anything that they've enjoyed in their life. And after that, I go to, like, what's important to them? Like, what do they spend their time doing? Um, what do they think about a lot? So I think that oftentimes will lead to more interest in in books if I can understand better like what's important to them. One of the questions I always like to ask when I was in a school library was like what other media do you consume? Do you have a favorite movie? Um, you know is there a type of television show or you know other media that you consume and then you know if you're a sports fanatic oh I've got a book you know if you're a dance fanatic I've got a book and you know, it could be like The Impossible Climb where it's nonfiction, it's about a real person having a lived experience, or it might be a fiction title where the characters are involved in the same types of activities. Sometimes as a parent, you just don't know where to start. And I don't know that parents realize that, hey, we have librarian specialists and they can answer a ton of questions and they can give you a little tour guide through because it's overwhelming when you go to a bookstore or a library to go hey i want to pick a book last time i went with my nine-year-old i was like ah, uh, nine is a hard age for me so how do you gauge well first of all like i just want to remind everybody that the school librarians are your friends like that's what we're here for that's our job is to connect readers to the stories and information that make their hopes and dreams come true and help them make sense of the world around them. And um, Canyons is very generous. Um, our collections are vast. Um, one of the tenets of library science is like every book its reader, every reader its book. And that's what we're here to do is really connect our students with the um, stories that are powerful and meaningful to them. So would you recommend to parents, like, hey, maybe start a little book club, like, and we can pick a book at the library, or how would you really, if you had a child that just, you've gone through the route of, I don't have any books, I don't, I just don't like books, what would you say? So I think um, a lot of times, Part of the reason kids don't like to read is they're trying to read like above their grade level or at their grade level. And if they're a reluctant reader, a lot of times it's better to start a little bit below. Um, so 
maybe like a graphic novel would be a really great thing just to get their foot in the door. Another gateway drug? Graphic novels, manga, which is Japanese comics, also very popular and very accessible for readers who are trying to find their place. And do we have that in our Canyons libraries? Secondary for sure. Um, graphic novels in all of our libraries. Um, another thing is to read together. Like there's nothing more powerful than sharing a story with each other so that you can talk about it. Um, there's good research that um, children who are being read to regardless of age, you know, uh, they have a stronger vocabulary. Uh, there's a lot of um, mental health things. You know, they're less anxious, they're less depressed, they're more connected to their families. I mean, and um, it helps strengthen them academically. So, you know, if you have a reluctant reader, but you yourself are a passionate reader, you know, sh share a story. Um, and, you know, even as a family, uh, it's a great bonding experience. Or just like turn on an audiobook in the car. We have a ton of audiobooks available through Sora, which is our ebook and audiobook platform. And I think that's another really great way to just get some interest generated without maybe going full bore on it. I have another book to share. Um, middle grade author uh, Tiffany Rosenhan, who is also a Utah local, has written a book called Girl From Nowhere. And if you or the reader in your life is a fan of Allie Carter's um, Galaga Girl series or Anthony Horowitz's um, Alex Ryder series, which is currently, I think, on Netflix, uh, then Girl From Nowhere might be their next great read. Um, high school junior Sophia Hepsworth has lived in 40, or I'm sorry, 94 countries and 31 schools. And the story opens on our first day at a new school in Waterford, Montana, where she is going to try to be just like everyone else, uh, a typical American high school student with very few cares in the world. Uh, the problem is that Sophia has spent the whole of her life as the daughter of diplomats living in one war zone after another. And while she constantly is reassured that she's safe in Waterford, um, on her first day, she's attacked by a grizzly and saved by a mysterious high school student Ooh. named Alex. Um, <clears throat> she begins to think that there are other threats in Waterford besides the wildlife, and she's right. What ensues is a James Bond-like adventure that includes a PG romance and some high-octane action. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm all for it. Right. It is hard to put down. Um, my final book um, kind of goes along with the book uh, Catherine picked. Um, it's called Zion Unmatched, and it's a 2021 picture book. It's brand new. Um, it's written by Zion Clark and with James S. Hirsch. And Zion is a real person. Uh, he was born with no legs and he was given up for adoption at birth. For the first 16 years of his life, he was in one foster care home after another, but that's not what the story's about. Zion's story is a celebration of grit, perseverance, and the indomitable human spirit. In spite of having no legs, Zion learns to wrestle. 
In high school, he loses every match until his senior year in which he almost makes the state championship. Um, even though he lost, um, he's given a standing ovation uh, because he's such an inspiration to his teammates and just anyone who knew him. Uh, the picture book is full of photographs showing Zion proving others wrong by doing the things uh, they say he cannot. Uh, there's a quote from Zion's high school track coach that reads, after coaching Zion, I no longer have any excuses in my life. As we, and I was thinking, you know, with the new year and goals and resolutions that we could all follow Zion's example and accept no excuses. I love that. So there's an 11 minute documentary about Zion and his wrestling experience in high school that can be found on uh, YouTube and Netflix. Um, I recommend that parents uh, review it first before showing it to their family, though I consider it family friendly. Every parent um, is responsible, of course, for the media in their own family's life, but it is really inspirational to see Zion and hear the people in his life and the way that they've been impacted by his um, just courage and bravery in spite of all things. What a great family evening to just sit, watch the short film, go through the picture book, and then have a discussion with your kids about overcoming challenges, which hopefully could get them opening up about things that are going in their lives. Did you have any other books for us too? Or? No, that's all I So how many books, I'm just curious, how many books you guys read per week? So I am at 62 for the year. Okay. Yeah, she's outstrapping me by miles. <laughs> <laughs> this has not been my best year, um, but I've been really choosy. So um, I am new to canyons, and the move from uh, back east out west has occupied a lot of my time, though we have listened to some audiobooks, but I have really reverted back to like my comfort books because it's almost like comfort food for me in that I just need something that's super familiar and easily digestible. That's why it's so important for our kids to find books because I, I too have books that I go back to when things are stressful. It's just like I need my old friends between the pages. Thank you guys so much for coming in and talking to us. Truly provide great services for our kids, and I hope that parents will take advantage of what's out there, and I hope that kids will take advantage of go talk to your library. Librarians, I mean. There's nothing that makes me happier than a kid saying, I'm not a reader, help me find a book. That is fun. That is a challenge accepted. Good time to me. (laughs) And I think it's fun too when a reader shows up and says, Hey, I want to read this book. And I can do that for them. Like I can find that book or purchase that book and put that book in the hand of that student. I mean, that makes everything else worthwhile. Thank you for listening to Connect Canyons. If you have story ideas, drop us a line. Once again, we'll be back next month with more great reads.